0: This program is brought to you by Personallifemedia.com. This is part two of a two-part podcast. If you'd like part one, you'll find it at Personallifemedia.com. Hi, welcome to The Fearless Lover. This is your host, Adam Gilad, for Personal Life Media. My guest is a fascinating individual. Welcome, Gino Yu.
1: If you look at the four basic emotions of mad, sad, glad, and scared, all of them are rooted in either caring for somebody, and arguably at the very deepest level of that, it's love is that what you see and hear affect how you feel and think and how you feel and think influence how you experience the world. So now with interactive media and video games and all of this other stuff, how can we create interactive media experiences that help to raise consciousness? You know, in terms of all the different religions, it's about trying to communicate an inner experience. In science, everything is fairly literal. If you look at religious language and and all these other things, sometimes it's figurative and it depends on what the situation is and how open you are to, to the communication.
0: Hi, welcome back. You're listening to The Fearless Lover here at Personal Life Media. I'm your host, Adam Gilad. I'm here with a very special guest all the way from the other side of the world, Hong Kong, Professor Gino Yu. Welcome, Gino. Oh, thank you. We uh, began talking last week about, well, a lot of things, about how everything can be brought back to love and how your work as an electrical engineer, oddly enough, uh, has led you into all kinds of realms of how do people create their own self-awareness, how do they present themselves to the world based in how do they perceive themselves. So there's a lot of self-perception before you can go and create love. What you're counseling, and we've heard this in many spiritual traditions, is you really have to know yourself a little so that you're not in total reactivity to the people that you're with. What I want to talk about well, today...
1: Or, from, or, or that you're acting from a place of love in your relationship. Let's, let's actually talk about that for a second, because okay. I'm reminded of something you said. Before we get to
0: media, you said something really beautiful. We were sitting on a rooftop, uh, the jockey club in Hong Kong, uh, with the lights of the city all around us. And, and I have to say it was one of the most spectacular evenings of my life. Uh, this fantastic discussion that we had for hours and hours. And you said something really interesting. You have done a study, an ongoing study, of uh, spiritual traditions. And you seem to have found some commonality, um, if I remember, and if I'm saying this right, um, that love begins from a place of really understanding that life is fundamentally good.
1: The thing about it is it's really about language and about communication, you know, which is, I think, what a lot of your show is about, too, in Mm -hmm. terms of relationships and everything. And, you know, in terms of when we talk about language and we use language, we can say, you know, you're listening to my voice or... um, Um, When we talk about this table, we're sitting in front of a wood table here. I can say, this is wood, Mm -hmm. and you know what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. You're wearing a black shirt right now, Mm -hmm. and I can say, you're wearing a black shirt, and you know what I mean by that. Mm -hmm. Because we have a shared experience, Mm -hmm. you know, and when I say the word black, you know, there's the syntax of B-L-A-C-K, and there's the semantics, which is the meaning that this means black. Mm -hmm. And in the objective world, in the exterior outer world, we can communicate because if you don't understand what i'm saying i can say oh well this is what it is and with science there's repeatability and you can which means that i can conduct an experiment and do something and realize something Mm -hmm. and then if you want to have that same experience you can conduct that experiment and realize that as well too and then once you have that realization and you understand it as well too from your consciousness we can communicate because we have a shared experience okay okay so for example if we talk about and and so that works in the external world, in the objective world. But what about the inner world? You know, what about love, for example? And we've been talking about love, but what do you mean by love? Exactly. And what do I mean by love? You know, for some people, you know, love may be a, a motel somewhere <laughs> a <warm laughs> you know, puppy. one night or something like that. And for other or people, two. it's this eternal thing or, you know, puppy, etc. So it's difficult to Tie the semantics down because hmm. there's a, lot, a lack of a common reference, and so if you look at it from the beginning of time, man has been trying to communicate kind of inner experience, and arguably from from the beginning of time there are three approaches: you know, mythology, art, and ritual. Mm-hmm. You know, mythology with the stories, and now with neurosciences, we know about mirror neurons and a lot of these other things in terms of empathy, and you know, creating second-person experiences right now. Actually, this is a very interesting experience right now. Your your listeners, you and I, are having a first-person experience of this experience. Okay. But then you and I, right now sitting here, actually with these people, are also having a second-person experience because you know whatever the way that you're looking at me, you know what you're doing with the pen and all of these other things are affecting the there's this palpable kind of energy here you know mm-hmm. in the breaks you see me kind of relaxing and all this other stuff because there's this field that we have in terms of this exchange that we're having right here okay. which is a second person experience and you know even you saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay are revalidating and it's kind of contributing to this second person experience we're having right here mm-hmm. but your listeners are having a third person experience they're just hearing this they could be in their car or actually on the internet, they're probably sitting in front of their computer, or they've downloaded it to their iPod, or they could be jogging, or something like this. And you they, they know, could that, be in that
0: motel, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and their whole reality is different from the second-person experience that we're having right here. But if you look at true communication, it is an interactive kind of a thing. But if we're going to try to communicate inner experience from a third-person point of view, mm-hmm. you know, the three ways that we've been do- doing it since the beginning of time are mythology which are with the stories. How to communicate your inner
0: life. Yeah, and An then this is story. A right. Joseph
1: Campbell, Hero's Voyage, sure. and all this other stuff where I become emotionally attached to something, and then when, that, that when I become emotionally attached to, say, the protagonist of a story, and then when somebody attacks that protagonist, I actually feel threatened and all of these other things. You know, mirror neurons, and neuroscience is starting to back a lot of this stuff up. And then you have art. And with art, there is kind of this semiotics and there's the symbolism that happens in sure. art. But then there's also that experience, you know, walking into the Sistine Chapel or, you know, listening to. You know, in fact, when I was in I was in Montreal a couple of days ago, mm. we saw we we're at the Notre Dame Cathedral. Yes. And I heard Mozart's Requiem with a full <sighs> choir, with a boy's choir. But, you know, when you're in a cathedral, right. and you're hearing that. I mean, right. there's this whole kind of a visceral experience mm. that just takes you somewhere, too. And then there's ritual. And with ritual, you're actually living the mythology. And, you know, it could be something like communion where, you know, this wafer represents the, the body of Christ and the wine represents the blood of Christ, etc. Or it could be something where you're in a sweat lodge or you're taking ayahuasca or something like this where you're actually having some kind of an experience, an inner experience. But you're living the mythology. And so these have been the traditional ways of communicating kind of inner experience. mm mm-hmm. And so now, so now, (laughs) so if you look at that, and you know, all the modern religions are based upon this, Mm -hmm. arguably. And uh, I think the core for it, (laughs) yes, this is kind of the nut for it all, you know, in terms of all the different religions, is you know, what is that core? And the core is an inner experience, I'd argue. And it's about trying to communicate an inner experience. Mm-hmm. But then the challenge is, in science, everything is fairly literal. You know, when I say 12 inches, mm-hmm. uh, it means it's 12 inches long. So it, it, everything is literal. But right. then when we're talking about religion, you know, if you look at religious language and, and right. all of these other things, sometimes it's figurative. And, sure. and And it's difficult. You know, you can interpret it one way. You can interpret the other. And, again, it depends on what the situation is and how open you are to, to the communication. But there's a lot of confusion around that. So there's a term, the map is not the territory. Yes. Which means the words and the models that you're using mm-hmm. are not really what the thing is about. You know, it points to it in consciousness from a conscious experience point of view. But really, it's not what it's about. You know, it's it's a pointer to it, but it's not really it.
0: And in all traditions, there there is um, a running assumption that everything we know really points towards something else. I mean, it's certainly in... Uh, in Western religious traditions, Gnostic, you know, Gnostic traditions, there's always a sense that there's always something hidden. And I'm sure in Eastern traditions, the same way, everything's an avatar of some greater God,
1: some greater reality. Well, you know, you can say that, but arguably it's rooted in, I'll just use the word consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm not conscious, from my perspective, for my reality at least, you know, none of this would really exist. <laughs> right. Well
0: another way of looking at it, going back to the idea of distraction if we can and awareness, is because we tend to live our most of our lives distracted, there is a sense that there's something else which is just mere presence. That we that's always lingering somewhere inside of us well, yeah. but we're not living inside. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you know, that ties into this where I'm going with this a little bit too. Okay. And so the idea here and the experience <laughs> that arguably that all religions allude to mm-hmm. is the experience that Right here mm-hmm. and right now, mm-hmm. it's good to be alive. Now, you know, those are just words. But if you can feel what, that, what those words in, within mm. do, you know, it's like we could be dead right now. And, you know, here we are. And, I can breathe. I can feel. You know, what is this? Right. You know, so if arguably the mystery of life, mm-hmm. you know, joy, compassion, love, all of these things spring forth from this kind of a realization. Hmm. Is know, that, that gratitude? Yeah. Gratitude, joy, all of these things come from this. The wonder of life and everything. And the question is, you know, and arguably that, you know, from the source of when we were created Mm -hmm. to where we are now, you know, we've constructed a reality. Yeah. You know, and then arguably it's, there's a hierarchy of it. You know, so when we talk, we can talk about, hey, how's the weather? Right. Did you like dinner? Right. You know, so there's this kind of. You know, we can talk about politics, although that may hit people at a deeper level. But okay. you know, there's the shallow stuff. They call or, it small talk. Yeah, you know, small talk type stuff. And then you can say, well, you know, well, how do you, how do you like your radio show? Do you like your feedback you've been getting mm-hmm. so far? You know, that's a little bit more serious for you, I guess. Okay. And then, you know, your job, your career, your relationship, your serious relationships, your relationship with God. You know, and so you've got this kind of progression going down in terms of things that are more important to you potentially in the reality that you've constructed but at the core of that Mm -hmm. at the very bottom of that i'd argue is the realization that right here and right now it's good to be alive right and so what happens typically and i think in terms of this getting back to the you know what we were talking about last week in terms of loving yourself and all this other stuff is that you have you know, all these other things that may be on the shallower. Oh, my boyfriend left me or, oh, I'm losing my job or Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life or, you know, God doesn't love me anymore, (laughs) you know. You you know, all of these things, God's out to get me and, you know, all these other things. And these are kind of arguably shallower (laughs) than kind of this. And they've obscured the vision of this whole right here, right now. It's good to be alive kind of a thing. And you know, with that, I'm here right now. It's good to be alive. Comes the infinite potential of anything could happen. And you know, what is all of this? Is that your definition
0: of follow the love? Is that the same progression that we were talking about last week well, about following experience back well, to that?
1: Following the love is dealing with communication. So when I'm communicating with you, mm-hmm. you know, so okay, what, where is that coming from within you? And then really looking at how can I take your action and stuff, and interpret it in a way that either you're showing love for yourself, or you're showing love for me. And if it's you're showing love for yourself, it's probably because there's some fear in there of you're about to lose something, or mm-hmm. or there's an insecurity there that you're trying to mask with that. Because everybody, you know, from their source, if you just feel their heart and all this other stuff, kind of wants to, <laughs> you know, it's like, here we are! Here we are, Adam! <laughs> Let's love here? while we're well, here! <laughs> here we are! You right. know, it's like, you know, it's such a magical moment right now, mm-hmm. too. I mean, it's recorded in for posterity, I guess. Forever. Forever, but you know, but here we are in this moment right here and right now. And it's just amazing. So every moment is really a choice. It's a miracle. You can celebrate. Well, yeah. Celebrate the miracle yeah, of this moment. And then the key thing is, and then the thing is, you know, we couldn't go way off the scale and go, oh, let's do everything. <laughs> let's, let's go try this and everything. But then, you know, there's a whole, you know, a reverence to that, too, in that. Here we are, and, and then just kind of rest into that in terms of the breathing, and, and use that. If you anchor anchor yourself in that, and then work from that, you know, just take that feeling, a little bit of that feeling, mm-hmm. and then work from that. And then the question is, as you go about your day, what is it that takes you out of that? Hmm. You know, oh, the, the person cut me off, or, oh, you know, I... This spaghetti sucks or you know, In whatever. some way, the
0: world isn't the way I want it to be, yeah. really, is yeah. what it takes
1: us and out And then what, what happens, though, is that, that I want it to be right is the, the thing that's clashing with what is.
0: Well, this sounds like the core of, certainly, Buddhism to me. Yeah. Just accepting things as they are, as they're played upon the blue guitar, yeah. to quote or, Wallace Stevens. Or,
1: right. you know, some people, you know, you can say Buddhism, but it's also faith. That God. this is the way it's supposed well, to be. this is all created by God. Okay. And
0: you this know? is God. I'm t- taking it level deeper. Yeah. I mean, in Kabbalistic exactly. tradition, this is God, exactly. God, and
1: God's self. So take any religion. Right. You could pull it back. Take any religion. You know, and this is the whole, you know, Maya, you know, whatever you want to call it. You know, we're in. Illusion. Krishna's dream or Krishna's dream sure. or what have you. or, You know,
0: you know it's funny. When I was, I just reminded me, when I was a small child, I used to lie in bed thinking I was a character in some creature's dream. So again, there's that well, sense that are. there's something you're in other. My dream right well, now, now. I <laughs> am right. I just hope not tonight, but uh, for the moment I'll accept it. Okay. And we're just going to take a short break on that disturbing thought. Um, we're going to come back, and uh, I mean, clearly we could sit here for hours, um, but I'd like to focus on what you're doing in the world of multimedia that advances all the kinds of things we're talking about. Very great uh, session today. This is with Gino Yu, our guest all the way from Hong Kong. You're listening to the Fearless Lover on Personal Life Media. This is your host Adam Gilad. Listen to Just for Women, Dating, Relationships, and Sex, a weekly internet audio program from personallifemedia.com. Fresh inspiration and expanded relationship options for today's woman. Welcome back to The Fearless Lover here on Personal Life Media. This is your host, Adam Gilad. We're talking this week to Gino Yu from the Hong Kong Polytechnic, an eclectic thinker, professor, creator, sound engineer, visionary, rap singer, I'd like to add, Um, (laughs) and some other things. And um, one of the really fascinating things about you, Gino, is how you're bringing technology into all of this world of spirituality and consciousness. So many people think that these are conflicting pursuits and they're certainly not for you. So we've talked about how to bring things back to presence and back to love. And you've already said don't watch television. (laughs) So how does – what are you doing out there in the world of interactive media to help people um, foment or create this kind of connection,
1: allurement, consciousness, awareness? Well, I think it's about liberation because, you know, media is – you know, if you look at Noam Chomsky, Manufacturing Consent, et cetera, you know, it's kind of been used quite a bit to – Subjugate, you know, just like Mm -hmm. arguably, you know, a lot of the religious traditions. And um, if you look at, you know, how presidents get elected, especially in this country, and, you know, how the media can kind of influence that. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, media also, so video games are the cutting edge of technology. How so? Well, if you look at, you know, why people upgrade computers, you Mm -hmm. don't upgrade your computer to, Run word faster, right? Email <laughs> right. faster, because really my kids want to run. Yeah, exactly. the games, right. So you know, it's really driving digital technology today. And, mm. You know, why do you need broadband, et cetera? And then now, the neat thing is, it's interactive and it's personalized. But. Video games and interactive media are the latest form of media. Okay, which is a really updating of art. Yeah, media is the latest form of art. And if you look at the source origins of all art, Mm -hmm. you know, be it painting, Mm -hmm. sculpture, uh, architecture, you know, think of Stonehenge, think of the Venus of Willendorf, think of the cave paintings, Mm -hmm. etc. And, you know, throughout the tradition, the root of all of those are tied into spirituality, And coming up with the story and the mythologies of who am I, why am I here, and how do I survive, I guess. And so what we're trying to do on the media side, and arguably, again, you know, what you see and hear, affect how you feel and think, and how you feel and think influence how you experience the world. How do we create experiences that help to raise consciousness and to raise awareness and to help really kick that thing within yourself? And and there there are a lot of things right now on the emotion side. So if you look at how advertising works right now in terms of the billboards and the commercials that you see, they know this very well. The ad agencies know this really well to get you to desire and to want things that, you know, you don't really need, which is kind of what's driven the consumer society. (laughs) But then if you go deeper within that, you know, really look at. Again, Joseph Campbell, The Hero's Voyage, and all of these other things, we're all kind of living a mythology, you know, which are the stories in our head. Mm-hmm. And we need these kind of stories to help us explore our realities. Give me an example of a game that
0: is liberating and is an updating of art that helps us express our spiritual inner
1: life. Well, that's the challenge right now. Because, again, we're kind of at the phase, and it's a new phase, and it's heavily commercialized. Again, sure. it's, it's, corporate- just like movies, mm-hmm. it's just like movies, it's just like the cartoons that you see and all of this other stuff, which are really arguably keeping people at the shallow end of the evolutionary pool which is a necessary stage to go through but if you look at a lot of the games and this is the argument for most video games and everything today Mm -hmm. it's about violence and it's about getting that adrenaline hook and if you look at global media and how do you you know what are the things that are not dependent upon language you know sex and violence come to mind and Mm -hmm. if you look at you know what Hollywood does and what the video game industry does to, to make money and it's part of this consumer capitalist kind of thing um it's really and arguably it's really kind of whacked out, kind of the society that we have today. Arguably, mm-hmm. you know. you're talking about a global society too. Well, you're not talking is, about America you know, necessarily. Arguably, you know, for, for those of you that are our age, or you know, you know, you know, our friend here does a radio show that also um, brings about kind of old music and mm-hmm. everything. But mm-hmm. if you compare, say, you know, music of you know, Carlos Santana, okay. or Jimmy Hendrix. Okay. <laughs> you know, we'll just compare, you know, music in the past, John Coltrane, you know, these okay. kind of things, for example, with today's music. You know, <laughs> I won't name any names. But, okay. <laughs> you know, it feels very different. Yes. You know, so there's a very different feeling there. And so and you know arguably you could say that same thing for about classical music you know rock and roll or film early, you know but then the whole thing is you know it's really dr- it's less about creating and it's r- less about
0: expressing
1: something inner yeah it's more about you know how oh. do we <laughs> why is that a frightening thought maybe <laughs> people have
0: less to express in their inner world these well, days no
1: but i mean there is you know again you know this whole you know the rise of pop music and how music today is manufactured which kind of has to be to get the returns and you can make a movie and it could be a crappy movie but it'll as long as it does well in the box office mm-hmm. you know the machine keeps rolling on so what are you doing what are you what are you what are you creating what are you up to over well, there you are you, know, you trying to create we, games well, that do this well the interesting thing right now is how do we apply the same technology in a different way and now so you're probably familiar with your probably listeners are familiar with things like enneagrams and personalizing people and Mm -hmm, understand mm -hmm. so once I know about what or how a person deals with information I can present it in a way that connects with them more and really it's and now with biofeedback and other things but if you think about it you know here I am I'm kind of a physical person right now Mm -hmm. I'm a body but arguably, and I'm going to go dualist on you, but okay. I'm a spirit in a body, okay. you know, a spirit kind of animating a body. But then when I go under the computer, when I go on, log into the computer, and I'm dealing within a computer or a virtual world, you know, what kind of a world is that? Mm-hmm. You know, that's arguably a... A spirit world. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Ghost and it's all in my mind and all of this other stuff. So I'm in a place where I can fly around. I can see, you know beautiful images, I can see energy potentially, you know, mm. if you've seen the work of Alex Gray, mm-hmm. this kind of thing. Well. There's a lot of fun things that you can do within that space. And there are a lot of things, and if you know that once i become an emotionally, ca- emotionally attached to a protagonist, mm-hmm. and the great thing about it is, with video games versus movies, is there's causality. So this, I have the illusion that I'm controlling this character in this virtual world. Yes. So actually I'm, I'm tied to that character even more because I feel responsible for that character because I'm controlling him. So whatever happens to that character, you know, this virtual character in this video game is actually because of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that bond is even tighter. And if you look, you know, in terms of video game addiction and, you know, what's happened in Asia, people have died because they've been, you know, playing video games for like Wouldn't 15 know hours straight mm-hmm. you know, without eating, going to the wow. bathroom. And, you know, and you're in this kind of intense state but you know that whole adrenaline and if you want to look at it from a neuroscience, you know, how dopamine and addiction and you know how addictions work, you know, it's it's you know, it's easy to manipulate things on that front, but that just shows you the power, the emotional power that's possible. Now the thing about this is how do we then use this to help people explore the reality System that they have, and arguably, if you look at the traditional ways of learning, you know, I can make you memorize things Mm -hmm. and and all of this other stuff. But then, you know, again, there's a difference between an intellectual knowing, kind of this one plus one equals two, Mm -hmm. versus an experiential knowing, which is the kind of, for example, the the feeling that you know have to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. You know, those feel very different. You know, these different types of knowing. But the neat thing about video games is that they have the opportunity to allow you to play and allow you to explore. And if you look at, you know, learning and, and kids, and, and it's really back into a more healthy way of learning because mm-hmm. you basically come with the reality and the models that you have. And it allows you, you you're allowed to explore ways of being and, and different things and look at the consequences, et cetera, in a in a manner that's playful, so are you developing games? Are you working
0: with game companies to help yeah. develop mutual awareness, consciousness? Well,
1: and we're studying this right You're now. You're studying it. You okay. know, we're at the lowest level in our lab, we have a 64-channel EEG you know, really looking at, again, what I was talking about last week in terms of perception, uh, you know, sound and images and color, and how these affect you physiologically mm. You know, through to the psychological aspects and the different types of characters there are. and. And a lot of this stuff, too, and the the neat thing about new gaming consoles like the Wii and and other things, how video games have really popped out of the the TVs and and the computers, is that, you know, it's physical as well, too, which is really important. You know, if you think about the mind and the mind and the body, there's a lot of fun things there.
0: Wouldn't it be amazing? And I'm sure this is coming. Body suits, I'm sure, are coming that can measure your bodies. Wouldn't it be amazing if there was a game and you're in the middle of battle and you have to slow your heartbeat and you have to slow your yeah, breath yeah. and find that center that yeah. all great warriors really are able to do. Yeah, yeah There's an idea.
1: Yeah. So, and, and so those are things that right now there are shallow areas where, right. you know, entrainment and, you know, things like heart math and other other what's entrainment i'm sorry just biofeedback okay so you get some feedback and you know just how i'm breathing and how my heart is and all of these other things and we can use that information in the midst of a game yeah that'd be fantastic Real time so there's all of this other stuff but then really it's about helping people to explore the reality that they've created for themselves and to really find those mm. places and, and, A, engage them. And this mm-hmm. is a challenge. And this is the exciting thing because this is a whole new medium. And we're just at the very beginning stages for that. And what we've been doing is we've been doing a lot of the technology. And, again, if you think about online games, which is a whole other thing. Because, mm-hmm. you know, one of the problems is the computer's kind of sterile as well, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this kind of machine that I'm interacting with. And if I'm programming something, you know, I could become – but it's like watching a movie or something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with these online games where there's a community, I'm actually dealing with another conscious being. Or
0: several of them. My son, I watch my son. He plays, he's 13. He plays people all around the world in these games and they can chat while they're playing. So these little text chats that are going on, people in Asia and Europe and all around the world. And
1: that's an exciting thing. And, you know, arguably because of industrialization, most people don't even know who their neighbors are. (laughs) Right, right, right. But, you know, but the advantage is if I go online, I can know people from all around the world. And again, this looks at cross cultures differences and as we engage people and really connect with people at a very deep level we find out that hey we're all kind of the same we all have the same exactly desire to love and be loved people really find that and explore that with technology today and all sorts of stuff from the physical side from creating virtual experiences to. Providing a platform that helps to connect people, and so we're working in a lot of these different areas you know in the lab and trying to develop a lot of the technologies and develop greater understanding working with understanding what's happening physiologically from a neuroscientific point of view, but then also looking at stories and mythology and, and a lot across a lot of the great traditions and then really talking to people and and really trying to get good people together that are in Mm. this space, people like you who are doing this, people like me, people like the people that are listening to this Mm -hmm. as well too that are also interested in what's happening with the world and where we're at today and where we'll be
0: and... And clearly, technology and media will be part of it. You know, I, I, I barely know how to react to all the ideas that have come out of you and all the passion that comes out of you. Um, fascinating the technology. Not only a lot of us think of it as something that um, that will connect us to others, but what you're really saying is the flip side of that, or the or the addendum to that, is that it's it's really connecting us to ourselves yeah. because it reflects back our own inner experience. Yeah. And, and we're,
1: um, we're looking to hook up with developers too. And my email address
0: Game developers. That. That's where I was heading. If there's yeah. anyone who's, more, who's interested in, in working with Gino or finding out a little more about what he's doing or offering their services, yeah. Gino? Or,
1: uh, my email is at mcgino, mcgino at poly, polyupolyu.edu.hk. And another place to look at your
0: work is the miracle I'm going to say miracle website. It's M-E-R-E-C-L dot com. So I want to thank you for coming today. Sitting here with Gino Yu from the Hong Kong Polytechnic. Uh, Obviously an eclectic, brilliant, interesting guy. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you for listening. For conversation about this show, please go to my blog at personallifemedia.com and post a comment. Send an email to me personally at fearless at personallifemedia.com. Or call in at 206-350-5333 and let me know if I can play that question on the air. Now, for other shows on the Personal Life Media Network, please visit the website at www.personallifemedia.com. This is your host, Adam Gilad. This has been The Fearless Lover. And remember, just be love.